Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. Hey now. Hello. My name is Jason Hammer. Big Nige is here. What's up? And if you watch boxing, sometimes boxing you'll see 12 rounds to decide a winner. Well, I think the same philosophy is being applied to the Speaker of the House <laughs> race right now because we're yeah. through seven rounds. We're through seven rounds. Eight rounds is not going to be it either because the numbers are coming out and Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes. So this is going to go to at least round number nine, maybe higher. It doesn't seem like anybody wants to give an inch right now. And Nigel, I think what we need to set the mood of everything happening in Washington, D.C., about the Speaker of the House, is a little mood music. A speaker has not been elected. A speaker has not been elected. Uh, How come (laughs) the House can't find a speaker? Six votes and there is still no speaker of the house. A speaker has not been elected. So we're three days into this thing, Nige. We're uh, about to go into the upper rounds if this were a heavyweight fight. Yeah, man. Um, Okay, so fine, whatever. I'm not in any hurry as long as they're not spending our money. That's where I'm at. Like, if all of these folks went in there, brought a blanket and a pillow, and laid down and just took a nap, it'd be better than anything that they've done the last two years. I don't want to rush this thing because I'm not a McCarthy guy. McCarthy has voted for all the spending. If you're somebody that has complained or bitched in any way about the spending, you don't get to say, well, I wish this would speed up a little bit because McCarthy signed off on it all. And earlier today, if you want to call this a circus, you could call it a circus. But Matt Gates nominated a special somebody to be the Speaker of the House. Gates. Donald John Trump. Trump. Matt Gates nominated Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House. This is a day after Gates actually criticized Trump for having McCarthy's back. Now, we shouldn't be surprised at this because if you jump in the old hot tub time machine and you go back to the campaign trail, this is what Matt Gaetz said he was going to do. Give us the ability to fire Nancy Pelosi, take back the majority, impeach Joe Biden, and I'm going to nominate Donald Trump for Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. He called it. By the way, when he stood up and said, Donald J. Trump earlier today, he sat back down. He was sitting next to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She looked at him like she wanted to take him back to the champagne room there and <laughs> give him like a multi-song lap dance. Yeah, it's an interesting piece of video. And again, I you know I'm texting with a lot of people. We got messages coming in on Twitter. This is embarrassing. It's making the party look bad. You know what's making the party look bad? Losing. 
You know what's making the party look bad? Voting for all of these things that are on the Democrats' wish list. And Kevin McCarthy has been a big part of that. So is it a little bit of a sideshow right now? Yes. There was no way Donald Trump was going to be the Speaker of the House. I don't like it when people vote present. But come to some sort of conclusion that works. Don't just rush to get there. Like, if you want to get Steve Scalise in there or Jim Banks in there, fine. But take your time to do it. Don't just say, screw it, and end up with the same type of song and dance we've seen the last two years. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, And I'm maybe kind of backtracking a little bit on my stance earlier that I don't care and there's no rush because I do want to see uh, some investigations start getting rolling, like into the uh, abuses of the Biden White House and the FBI and and uh, even even investigations in the January 6th committee and how that all went down. Because the longer we wait, the longer you know we don't have that. Uh, that'll come eventually. Right. And again, to use a sports of. analogy, because again, this is kind of the background that I grew up in. If you're a team and you keep losing time after time, you don't keep the same leadership around. You fire the head coach. You fire the general manager. And the Republicans, the last couple of years... You can say they won the House, but it was a disappointment. It should not have been that close, considering the last two years of open borders, fentanyl, supply chain issues, lockdowns, all that crap, and you had to squeak by in the midterms. It's not good enough. So take your time. I'm here for it. Take your time. Find the right leadership, because there's a lot of people like myself that are tired of losing. So we will keep you up to date on what's happening with the race for the speaker. But until then, let's go up the food chain a little bit and check in with the commander in chief. Let's check in with wheeling, dealing, hair sniffing, kiss stealing Joe Biden. I got hairy legs. Take a test where you're taking cocaine. Come on, man. You ain't black. So Joe Biden had a little speech today about what's happening at the border. Finally. Now, what were some of the things that you would be looking for here, Nye? Uh Improved border security, um, finishing the wall, uh, maybe having a look at that, um, you know, Department of Homeland Security chief, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that stuff is what I'd probably be looking for. I mean, Three things for me. Admit the border is a mess. Yeah. Commit to finishing the wall yeah. and fire Mayorkas. Okay. Those are All the right. three things that I wanted to hear from the big border speech today. What we got was that the illegals can now download an app and seek asylum in America. If they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1, O-N-E, CBP1, O-N-E. That's to spell it out, not the number one to schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully and have a decision determined by an asylum officer, do they qualify? So that's what we got. The app. Okay. I don't remember what the hell he just said, let alone (laughs) a group of people who don't even speak English that might not have a cell phone. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but it's par for the course. Here's a little bit more from uh, Joe Biden blaming the Republicans for what's happening at the border. Look, we need me. We need more resources to secure the border. Yet again, extreme Republicans have said no. Many Republicans agree we should do something. But it's time to stop listening to their inflammatory talk 
It's time to look at their record. Yeah, well, you're the one that's uh, cut funding for uh, DHS down there in ICE through the new omnibus spending package. Not nearly as much money is needed to, to fill some of the holes, so to speak, in the southern border. And whether you agree that it was a good idea or not, the Republicans tried building a wall on the southern border. Was the wall going to be 100% effective? No. It never was. And people want to always act like it was going to be 100%. But could it, you know, limit some folks coming in and out? Would it make it less chaotic? Sure. Joe Biden canceled that bad boy on day number one. Also, uh, in his big border speech today, Joe Biden was praising Kamala Harris and once again (laughs) called her the president. I'm not being facetious. Well, President Harris led this effort. Led this effort to make things better. Come president on. Harris led this effort. Well, it's like the fourth or fifth time that he's called her the president. He does it every time. But can you, uh, Sam, pot my computer up? Can I play one more here for you? Uh, this is uh, Joe Biden. You didn't have this one about the fentanyl, didn't you? No. Did you come in there? Let me <laughs> just, just pay attention to specifically what he's saying here about the fentanyl coming through the border. For example, since August of last year, Custom and Border Patrol have seized more than 20,000 pounds of deadly fentanyl. That's enough to kill, kill as many as 1,000 people in this country. I Did think that would that? kill more than a thousand people. Might, it would kill. That's enough to kill everyone <laughs> on the damn planet. Uh, we got twenty thousand pounds of fentanyl. That's damn near enough to kill everybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> that's your commander in chief, <laughs> Nige. That's your guy. Uh, and what's scary is before that speech, he had some practice speeches. He had like some warm up speeches. So imagine how bad those things were if that was the finished product. Uh, Here's an example. Before the big border speech today with what he calls President Kamala Harris, uh, (laughs) he got the blood flowing, got the kinks out. And I think what we need to do for the first time in 2023 is check in with the gibberish man. And now, time for another conversation with... Gibberish man. He's the gibberish man. He's the gibberish man. He talks in gibberish, gibberish man. Oh, you can't understand the gibberish man because he talks in gibberish, gibberish man. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome gibberish man. That's how I'll paraphrase the phrase of my old neighborhood. The rest of the country, the world's not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. It's never been a good bet. No, you can't what? The gibberish man, because he talks in gibberish, gibberish man. So, <laughs> if you're listening at home and you're thinking to yourself, what in the hell is he talking about? I've got the official transcript okay. provided by the White House. I heard something about a patch, and maybe some jeans or something, right? Right. You each have a copy of it. So, okay. Sam, at first, without any sort of music or sound bites, please just. Give us a clean reading of what Joe Biden said according to the transcript. um, I'll paraphrase the phrase of my old neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world is not a patch in our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. It's never been a good bet. (laughs) I love that first part. Awesome. (laughs) Now, Nigel, this is where you come in. I want you to read that same transcript along with Joe Biden. Oh, wait, we're going to play at the same time? Yeah, here we go. 
The rest of the country is the world is not a patch of jeans. If we do what we want to do, what we need to do. It's never been a good bet. There it is. Well done, Pink Nige. Producer Sam, thank you, gentlemen. Awesome. It's never been a good bet. That's the commander in chief. All right, what's going on, Matt Bear? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. I see what you did there. <laughs> this, uh, this chick on Twitter is going viral. It's, it's all over the place now uh, for saying the term obese is a slur. Obese is like the technical medical like term, clinical right? technical term of somebody that's extremely overweight. Here's what she said. Quote, the term obese is a slur because it is used to dehumanize us and harass us. It's not because our feelings are hurt by an accurate description. It is an outdated term that does more harm than good, and as such, it should be eradicated. That's it. What a surprise. Somebody on Twitter calling for the removal and eradication of words. (laughs) Obese is a slur because it's a term used to denigrate I'm sorry, to degrade and dehumanize in everyday lingo and medical spaces to trivialize our care and treatment. Never denied it was a medical term was her response to say, like what you just said. No, this is a clinical medical term the doctors use. I can think a number of terms off the top of my head that are way more humiliating than being called obese. Well, I mean, to use the – and the, the thing is, for her to use the term slur, why don't you ask somebody who's been the victim of a, a real slur? Right. A racial slur, a slur against your sexuality. Why don't you ask them if if they think uh, the word obese is in that same category? Somebody that grew up in the civil rights era. Of course. You know, like standing next to me. Yeah, I know what you like. I know what it's like. I got called obese. Yeah. Boy, those slurs, boy. I'm right there with you. You I and I are a lot I'm, alike. I can identify. Unbelievable. <laughs> so... In order to cope with this sheer stupidity, what we're going to do on this show is great moments in fat shaming. Great moments in fat shaming. This is when your current president, Joe Biden, was out on the campaign trail having a spirited debate with a rather plump gentleman from Iowa. But look, fat, look, here's the deal. <laughs> look, fat, here's the deal. Well, not only was he a guy from Iowa, as a, prospe- a prospective voter. Right. That's a guy that just had a question for Biden. Biden didn't like the question. It looked fat. Here's, I think he wanted to call him a fat ass. He did. He wanted to call him a fat ass, <laughs> but he stopped himself. <laughs> Sam, can you play Biden uh, one more time right there? 
<laughs> this is, I mean, this is a prospective voter. But look, fat, look, here's the deal. <laughs> We're doing great moments in fat shaming. Uh, uh, this is when the former governor of the state of New Jersey, Chris Christie, decided he would sit in on a talk radio show and yes. somebody called in. Mike in Montclair. What's up, Mike? Governor, next time you want to sit on a beach that is closed to the entire world except you, yeah. You put your fat ass in a car and go to hey. one that's open to all your constituents. Well, you know, not just you and yours. Interesting, Mike. You know what? That What's beach, that? that? What's beach, that, Gov? <laughs> yeah. Getting called a fat ass on the radio. That's probably a great moment of oh, fat shaming. Oh, Chris Christie was slurred. And last but certainly not least, and this one stings because it comes from in house. Remember a couple of years ago when Tony Katz was at the CPAC convention yeah. Yeah. and he was speaking with the Commerce Secretary. You're the Commerce Secretary. I'm a guy on the radio. You don't. I don't well, think. You're a big guy. Well, wow, wow. <laughs> the, the Commerce Secretary just made a fat joke. <laughs> Great moments in fat shaming. I forgot about that. Here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Crime. Punishment, judges, legal stuff. So the uh, the Virgin Islands Attorney General has been fired just a few days after she sued J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, accusing them of basically facilitating uh, the Jeffrey Epstein abuse. Virgin Islands, Epstein Island, uh, Pato Island, wherever that's where he's located. Uh, her name's Denise George. She was fired by the Democratic governor there, the the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, and it basically announced the, the lawsuit that accused the, the banking giant, J.P. Morgan's huge banker, a uh, banking kind of like turning a blind eye right. to uh, evidence, and and for some reason, the she's now fired. Imagine that. The lawsuit itself says that J.P. Morgan Chase they knew that the principal business of Jeffrey Epstein was human trafficking, and they turned a blind mm. eye for more than a decade. This is from the lawsuit, quote, J.P. Morgan knowingly, negligently, and unlawfully provided and pulled the levers through which recruiters and victims were paid and was indispensable in the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. So shady. So, so this shady. attorney general files a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Chase, laying it all out there. And then the governor of the U.S. Virgin Islands, again, a Democrat, fired the attorney general just a couple days later, claiming that he was blindsided by the story. Now, I don't claim to be an attorney. I am not a lawyer, but I find it hard to believe that the governor and the attorney general would be either one of them blindsided by this. It sounds to me, and again, one man's opinion, that the governor did not want the lawsuit to happen. The attorney general said, no, this is disgusting. We're going to file this lawsuit. I'm going to file this lawsuit. And then attorney general was fired. Now, it may be a coincidence. I don't know. But guess who was down at the U.S. Virgin Islands taking a little vacation right oh, after Christmas? Oh, that would be one Mr. Wheeling, Dealing, Kiss, Dealing, Joe Biden, right? This is a headline oh. from the Associated Press on December 27th. Biden arrives in U.S. Virgin Islands to relax between holidays. Hmm. Well, so, Joe Biden's been known to get 
uh, high-level government officials fired. Just look at the prosecutor in Ukraine when he was vice president of the United States. Quid pro Joe. Yeah, right. So Donald Trump was impeached through the House on a phone call with Zelensky. And now all of a sudden, Joe Biden, there's video that exists of him saying the son of a bleep was fired. And he's fine. But you can't tell me that this isn't one hell of a coincidence. Lawsuit fired. Biden goes down there. A couple days later, the attorney general is fired. Can we just like on a in a you know bigger picture? I know the FBI has been very busy with social media and dinging accounts and flagging accounts that were making <laughs> jokes about uh, the election. And I know they're very busy with the, working with the DOJ and labeling concerned moms and dads, parents, domestic terrorists for sure. showing up and having concerns <laughs> at school board meetings. But can we just maybe concentrate on some of the clientele that was hanging around on pervert island right i mean we got they arrested epstein okay congratulations he was suicided obviously and then uh, we, we got uh, the the woman that was procuring the talent so to speak galaine uh, maxwell Ghislaine maxwell but i mean <laughs> it was more than just those two right well and technically what is Ghislaine Maxwell locked up for? If you're going to tell me it's human trafficking, okay, of who? They won't tell you because all of the names involved in this have been sealed up. And remember, it was Leakin Lion James Comey's daughter that was the prosecutor in this case. They sealed the, yeah. And sealed yeah, all of the information. So technically, we're not going to find out who the perverts were, who was buying sex, who was buying underaged uh, men or women down on Pervert Island. Why? That's disgusting that we're not going to find out why. It's unbelievable that nobody even wants to talk about this story. Like, tomorrow is the anniversary of January 6th, right? The worst thing that's ever happened in the history of ever, according to the Democrats. You're going to hear wall-to-wall coverage about that. But a major sex scandal on an island involving quite possibly some of the most powerful people and celebrities in the world. Not a word. Not a word. Nothing. Crickets. Uh, We've got some good news here, Nige. The Buffalo Bills shared some positive news about Damar Hamlin, the player that had to have CPR on the field this past Monday night. According to a statement from the Buffalo Bills, quote, per the physicians caring for Damar Hamlin, at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Damar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. There you go. His lungs continue to heal. He's making steady progress. And his agent says that he opened his eyes, he's awake, and was holding hands with family members. He has the doctors who won the game. Did he really? I think he. I, I. I read that he. He wrote it down. I don't know that he's able to speak, but he wrote it down, and the doctors were like, "You won the game of life," basically. So Albert Breer is a reporter that covers the NFL. He is with the NFL Network. Uh, does a lot of stuff with uh, NBC's coverage of the NFL. He put out a tweet a few minutes ago that the idea the NFL is discussing with teams around the league is starting to gain some traction here. What do you mean, in terms of the game that was canceled? So they're not going to pick that game back up. I think they're just going to say, that's it. But what, according to Albert Breer, the idea that's gaining steam in terms of the conference standings 
seeding by win percentage with the AFC title game being at a neutral site. Uh, that's only if the seeding between the top two teams was affected by the Buffalo-Cincinnati cancellation. So, like, Kansas City's in the mix here, Buffalo, uh, Cincinnati, all teams that were in the rotation, possibly, to get home field advantage. If this game cancellation turns out to be something that affects the standings, they're going to go by percentage, and the championship game could be at a neutral site. And according to Albert Breer, and I'm going to retweet this, at Hammer and Nigel, Indianapolis floated as one potential site to play the AFC championship game. Oh, interesting. You know, sure as hell, we're not using it with the Colts. <laughs> we're like Martha's Vineyard in the... Uh... <laughs> And the uh, illegal immigrants that got shipped there, there, you know, tons of empty room, tons of room there wasn't being used, but yet they got, you know, they were immediately shipped off. So we got tons of room here in Indianapolis because it's not being used. Ursay knows he needs to get some more uh, revenue in that joint because it's going to be pretty empty, I think, on Sunday. That Colts and Texans game. That's right. It's home game, isn't it? They're going to say that it's a sellout and maybe all the tickets were sold or purchased, but you're going to see a lot of empty seats this Sunday. Uh, going back to Damar Hamlin, uh, Joy Behar on The View was talking about his injury, and she is suggesting that heterosexual men and conservatives <laughs> are to blame for kids that want to play football and subsequently the severe injuries in football. Only so- 45% of Americans think that tactics tackle football is appropriate. Uh, Heterosexual men voted the most support for kids uh, doing football. Mm -hmm. And conservatives were more likely to support youth tackle football. Just saying. So what what are you saying? What is she saying that what what is she saying? I don't know what she's saying. She's blaming heterosexual conservatives for for injuries that happened on the football field. (laughs) Freak injuries like what happened to this Bills player? Like, we really don't know what happened. Was it a hit to the chest? Was it something more than that? Uh, It doesn't make you a bad person if you're curious about his vaccine status. There's a lot of things in play here, and we're curious about it. But but it's the heterosexuals that are to blame. Toxic masculinity. (laughs) That's why people get hurt in football. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's strange. By the way, speaking of uh, football games, the NCAA championship game, it's Monday night out in Los Angeles. TCU against Georgia, uh, SoFi Stadium. They're not allowing tailgating in their parking lots because this is a new stadium and parking is at a premium. They don't want people tailgating. So if you buy a parking pass for this game, no tailgating. I I still don't understand the reasoning. I, I, like you can't bring a cooler and pop open the trunk if you get there a couple day, couple uh, hours early, and have a few beers. So you've that got an SEC sense. team and a team from Texas, and you're going to tell yeah. me that those fans are not allowed to tailgate? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Never play the college football championship game in Los Angeles ever, ever again. Don't put it there. Move it somewhere else. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. see some snow flurries right now it's 38 at the american standard heating weather center at 93 wibc you're listening to the hammer and nigel show on 93 wibc what are we on round number nine there in the house round nine round nine all right keeping an eye on the vote for speaker of the house number nine nine maybe nine nine times a charm Nine lives, Kevin McCarthy's nine lives. Maybe that's well. There's already two others that have been uh, brought up along with Kevin McCarthy, so I'm not holding my breath. Who here are for the this others? Uh, Byron Donald is one, and I haven't seen the other one. <laughs> I, I mean, you could have said Ronald McDonald, and I would have said, <laughs> "Oh, okay, fine. That would have been great." Are you is Crystal into this documentary on Netflix with uh, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle? No, she watches. She watches like that show called The Crown, which is like about the Queen of England, I think. But yeah. she's not into like Harry shows. and Meghan. No. Yeah, my wife loves it, and I tried to. I mean, I've tried to be a good husband and support, you know, just to sit there. It really just came off to me as a bunch of wealthy, powerful, privileged people complaining about how abused and. So it's the Democratic uh, Party uh, here. Right, right. It's just, you know, how oppressed and and how bad they've got it. Sure. uh, Everybody's against us. Uh, Yes. Uh, You know, I I mean, other than getting to peek behind the scenes of how the other half live, which is kind of interesting, their properties and their estates and all their travels, vacation homes, but, you know, whining about how bad they got it, whining about how, um, how they're victims is just it's you know suffering through that i can't do it i said i'm out lindsay sorry i'm out i can't do it the story from the washington post today says that prince william and prince harry got into a fist fight came to actual blows oh, in no. 2019 over Meghan markle where prince william <laughs> called her quote difficult rude and abrasive and Harry said, that's it, it's go time, and they got into a good old-fashioned well, fist fight. I, I think I give Harry the uh, the edge there. I mean, he's a military guy and, uh, you know, experienced hand-to-hand combat. I, w- I would expect, you know, Prince William probably th- tried to throw some open-handed slaps. <laughs> like a like, Will Smith slap uh, at yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. Prince Harry is the favorite in that one. Right, just kind of, he kind of reaches and tries to hit him in the face, but then backs away real quick. Yeah, it's just an awkward fight going on. <laughs> I, I, I'm taking Prince Harry in that, even though he's been, you know, reduced to a guy that follows Meghan Markle around and does whatever she wants him to do, including leaving the royal family. Remember when um, they were talking about the presidential election, our presidential election in 2019 or something, and somebody asked Donald Trump if they were going to have any sort of influence in the election, and this is what Donald Trump had to say. I'm not a fan of hers, and 
I would say this, and she probably has heard that, but uh, I wish a lot of luck to Harry. She's going to need it. <laughs> and immediately should have followed that answer up with lifting up his right leg and farting. Walking right off the stage. That's what I think of uh, Meghan Markle. Meanwhile, on BuzzFeed, does anybody ever look at BuzzFeed? Is that the cat website? A bunch of crazy cats? I don't funny, know. Funny cat videos, right? I'm not that's sure. I don't get on BuzzFeed, I, but I saw this uh, headline. <laughs> it says, according to BuzzFeed's readers, a lot of people still like fads from the year 2013. So let's go back in time 13. 10 years. 10 years ago. First of all, that's ridiculous that 2013 was 10 years ago now. Uh, but according to the readers of BuzzFeed, 22% still like the song, What Does the Fox Say? <laughs> Are you kidding? 33% still think adult onesies are cool. Uh, I got one of those from uh, Pajamagram over Christmas. You got the grown-up onesie? Yeah, I, I wore it in here one day for Wish TV. Remember <laughs> that's that? That's right. That's right. Yeah, God, it I was, never checked to see, but does it have a butt flap on no it? No butt flap on it. Oh, man. No butt flap for an outhouse. Got to let that thing air out <laughs> once in a while. And again, according to BuzzFeed, 41% still like screaming goat videos <laughs> on social media. Those never get old. Sign me up for that. And my favorite is when they mix them with songs like Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> and as good as the taylor swift mix is i think pound for pound my favorite goat mixed song is rick astley <laughs> That's so good. I mean, those are goats? Screaming goats. I mean, obviously part of the appeal of a screaming goat is that it sounds exactly like a human being screaming. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a fad from 2013, but that's, the, you know, that withstands the test of time. I could, I'm I could with sit you. there and watch that all night. It's like playing Thriller at a wedding. It sure. doesn't matter how old it is, it still holds up. Yep. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. So, so Hammer, are we in extra innings here? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about any baseball game. I'm talking about the House Speaker vote. We are in the ninth round right now, and McCarthy is not going to have the yeah. votes, which means, as Billy Bob said in the film Varsity Blues, we're going for 10, <laughs> a freaking 10. <laughs> That's what's happening next. Nice reference. Thank you. So, I mean, what needs to happen? What could they do? Where could they go from here? I mean, you, there, there could be a vote on plurality possibly where just a simple majority wins which also means that Hakeem Jeffries has the distinct possibility of becoming the speaker of the house um 
there could be a bunch of different scenarios. Um, Kevin McCarthy could step down. When is it like, you know, when is enough enough? What more concessions? Like that was the big rumor overnight that he gave. He got, he got all these concessions. He's, you know, he got with the freedom caucus and agreed to give them a few seats on the uh, house rules committee, which is, you know, a very powerful committee. I, I don't want to get into the, the weeds of all the, the concessions and stuff that he is is given up here but i you know where do you where do we go from here are you in any hurry though is the big question i'm not i'm pulling up a chair i've got some popcorn because as i said earlier these guys could just go in there lay down and take a nap for all i'm concerned because that means they're not spending any more money do i want the hearings to kind of get going on the biden crime family I'd be interested in that, yes, but we all know the end game. Hunter's not going to jail. Joe's not going to jail. We get sound bites. We get fun things to share on social media with all these hearings, and that's usually it. Honestly, as long as they're not spending my money and giving all of our tax dollars to Ukraine or ridiculous pet projects of the high-ranking Democrats, let this battle rage on. Let's actually have some debate. Now, there are some names I would like to see get in the mix. I would like to see Steve Scalise get in the mix. I would like to see Jim Banks get in the mix. But until then, this is what it is. These are the rules. So put your big boy Uh, pants on, man. It could be a while. They could vote to change the rules on plurality in terms of, um, you know, just, you know, okay, it's just a popular vote. Whoever gets the most vote wins. And that maybe would force some of the Republicans who've been voting different to say, oh boy, I either vote for Hakeem Jeffries or I vote for Kevin McCarthy. And that's it. One or the other. Cause I mean, the optics, I don't know. I mean, it'd be a big deal for Republicans if Jeffries got the gig. The optics would be awful, but you still have a, a, a majority in the House. Right. I mean, the House, you got to understand the House's job for the next two years is just to be a thorn in Biden's side and to be a roadblock for the Senate. Right. Or, or at least a, a speed bump for the Senate in terms of, of laws that the uh, Democrat majority wants to get passed. But it just seems to me that we should be okay with this amount of time being spent on doing things right because if the house had spent more time debating uh about the funding to ukraine maybe we could have a little bit more money in our country maybe things in this country would be a little bit better they rush into so many things so fine if this is what it takes let's go it is just it's weird it's been days now and we don't when you really think about the totality of the situation is we we don't have a house of representatives Nobody can get sworn in or confirmed or whatever you want to call it until they have a Speaker of the House. That's the rule. And have things been any better or worse this week well, I mean, than what's happened the last two years? I mean, highly unlikely that anything's going to happen to the Vice President of the United States or the President of the United States. Then it becomes a real problem after that. I mean, we're talking worst-case scenarios, but you're right. There's let's. There's no hurry, I guess is what I'm I guess is, is is trying to what we're trying to hit home, and there's no. We talked about it yesterday. You're not just forcing somebody down the throats of the American public. 
this you know it's it's not like uh, china where here's the guy here's who you're voting for and you will be voting for him and that's it and there's no debate and there's no dissent and uh, here you go i think what you're seeing right now is the freedom caucus wanting a drastic change in direction of the party and we've talked about this before it's not been a real strong two-year period for the republicans and a group that i've dubbed as the McFailures, <laughs> Ronna McDaniel, head of the RNC, cocaine Mitch McConnell, the head of the Senate, and Kevin McCarthy of the Republican House. The McFailures have underperformed over the last two years. So why do we have to keep rewarding these people with spots? That's all the Freedom Caucus is trying to point out here. There are other options. So if McCarthy doesn't have the votes, let him step aside, and let's find somebody that can get the votes. Is that Scalise? Is that Banks? Is that Byron Donalds? I don't know. But one name that Matt Gates brought up in the seventh round of voting earlier today should sound familiar, Donald Trump. Gates. Donald John Trump. Trump. <laughs> well, he said he's going to nominate him. Right. He said he's going to do it a couple of months ago. Um, it, it, this is kind of rich coming from a guy that was criticizing Donald Trump yesterday for endorsing McCarthy. Right. And there's no chance in blue hell Donald Trump is going to become the Speaker of the House. I don't think he wants that gig. It's I don't not think a, he wants it. It's kind of beneath him, according to Donald Trump. But it's a name that's out there that keeps McCarthy from getting the number. Now, Matt Gates, who, along with Lauren Boebert of Colorado, kind of the face of this whole situation with the House Speaker right now. Gates representative out of Florida. He jumped on Fox with Trace Gallagher and said there would be a way that McCarthy could garner the support of the Freedom Caucus and get the votes, but it would be basically him in a straitjacket. And I think this ends one of two ways, Trace. Either Kevin bows out, realizing there's no path for him to become Speaker of the House, even if he picks up one or two or three or five of the 20 who have opposed him half a dozen times on the floor, or he essentially has to wake up, bring the House into session, and put on a straitjacket with a rules package that we've presented to him that doesn't allow a lot of discretion for the Speaker of the House. The reason we've demanded that is that we do not trust Kevin McCarthy, and it's not a small body of work. The guy's been in leadership in Washington, D.C. for 14 years, and this town needs to change, and we're going to change it one way or the other. Yeah, voting for a lot of these spending bills is coming yeah, back the, to bite the, McCarthy. The, the appropriations bills, they want that changed, a constitutional amendment there on term limits. Like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, rules committee seats for the Freedom Caucus. Uh, at least two seats. Now, who gets to choose and who's going to pick those members? That's a whole different mess. But that's, you know, without getting into the weeds that were some of the concessions that were offered last night, not good enough. Does it move the needle that Mike Pence and Donald Trump are urging all of the Republicans obviously, to vote for McCarthy? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're headed into extra innings here with this voting process. <laughs> the needle did not move one one bit. So in addition to Donald Trump's being his name being thrown out there earlier, uh, Kat Kamek, a representative of Florida, we've had her on this program before. She got the uh, lefty panties in a bunch because she basically <laughs> said that they were sneaking booze into these votes. Diversity of thought is a good thing. 
It's one of the things that sets us apart from our friends on the other side of the aisle. Yes, diversity of thought is a good thing. But they want us divided. They want us to fight each other. That much has been made clear by the popcorn and blankets and alcohol that is coming over there. Oh. <laughs> Listen to him. How what? dare you? What? The house is not in order. They're getting louder. <laughs> the house is not in order. <laughs> And by the way, you can't tell me there's at least a couple of those representatives that don't have flasks inside their coat pocket. Give me a break. Oh, right. Probably with their name embroidered on it. (laughs) The good stuff. Uh, Representative Byron Donalds, he's another name that's being uh, discussed about being a possible nominee for Speaker of the House. Florida guy too, right? This is who Corey Bush basically called a token uh, left-wing Corey Bush. prop for the Republicans, yeah. So Byron Donalds was speaking with some reporters about this whole crazy process and if he's going to be scared or intimidated by a lot of the things that this represents. You worried about retribution after the fact? There was threats that folks that weren't going to vote for McCarthy would be kicked off committees. Now you put yourself in a, in a pretty public position opposing who the person that could be the speaker. Are you worried about retribution? Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Great answer. I was expecting that. Great answer. <laughs> Are you scared about retribution? I'm 6'2", 275. Shut up. Get out of here. That's how Matt Bears ends most of his conversations. <laughs> Matt, what if you get a traffic report wrong? Look at my guns. I'm Matt Bear. <laughs> Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Nigel presents is It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah. Is this anything? Oh yeah, hammer. How do we play? Is this anything? I am going to run some stories by you. You break down all the information and tell us if those stories are anything or not. Let's do it. Is this anything? A woman is accusing Walmart of selling her a baby toy that plays really inappropriate jokes and comments, <laughs> including one about a drive-by shooting. Oh, man. Here is Ashley sharing one of the jokes. My mom hears something, and she calls us all in, and she's like, it just said something about a drive-by shooting. I'm like, there's no way. So let me see if I can get this quickly enough. You'll never guess what makes a... Clip-clop, clip-clop, bang-bang. Clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop noise. An Amish drive-by shooting. Sold at Walmart. Walmart, explain this. 
Good lord. An Amish tradition. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's something. That's hilarious. <laughs> That seems like something you'd buy it, like, uh, if you're old, old enough to remember Spencer Gifts in the mall. Right. That kind of toy would be in there <laughs> and not at Walmart. A little shocking, a little uh, eyebrow raising, but uh, Amish driveway, clip clop, clip clop, bang, bang, clip clop. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. That was funny. Kind of reminds me of the story <laughs> yeah. of a couple of years ago where there were a number of Tickle Me Elmo dolls that... I don't know what happens like mm. when the battery winds down, but this one sounded like it was saying, kill James. Kill James? So imagine having your Tickle Me Elmo, kill James? Well, especially if your kid's name was James. Right. Look out. Clip, clop, clip, clop. Bang, bang. Amish drive-by. <laughs> Is this anything? A hot tub boat rental company in Seattle's getting some heat after customers say their boat exploded. And their call went to voicemail when they tried to call the company for help. Here's Dr. Scott Smith and another doctor talking about their scary experience in the hot tub boat. Just a boom and a ball of fire kind of went along through the thing. Having it go to voicemail when you know that you have people out on boats in the dark on a cold lake. Yeah, it was pretty terrifying. I'm sorry. No, this is nothing. You don't call customer service of the boat company you call 911 <laughs> you're in the middle of a cold lake and i don't even want to i don't know what a hot tub boat is really and it explodes and you're like i'm not gonna get in a, into a wreck in my truck and then call chevrolet <laughs> i'm gonna call 911 it feels like so often on this segment we have like audio of morons calling 911 <laughs> yeah. for stupid reasons right and they didn't this is a legit reason, and he called customer service. Uh, well, I'm looking at it now. Everybody's okay. I had some uh, bruises and a, like some fractures, but I, I've never seen. Have you been in a hot tub boat? Does anybody know what that is? I know what a hot tub time machine is with Motley Lou, but that's about it. <laughs> Underrated movie, by the way, Hot Tub Time Machine. Well, I haven't seen, I've seen it once. I, I need to watch it again. Yeah. Motley Lou. That's all I have to say. All right. Uh, last one, is this anything? A TikTok video is going viral of a woman claiming that putting slices of potatoes in your socks <laughs> overnight will help you battle the flu. Here is uh, the Twitter handle, at FoodOverRx, making the claim on social media. This remedy really works, so hear me out. Get a potato, cut it in half, get two slices out of it, put it beneath each foot, and cover it with a sock overnight. The next morning, when you remove the sock, you're going to see an imprint on the bottom of the foot, which is totally fine, and then you're going to see the potato slices, which are disgustingly dark. That's because the toxins are removed, but your child feels so much better. No, this is nothing, and this is why TikTok is making kids dumber <laughs> like in china you read china like the tiktok in china it's like all educational stuff and math and history and you learn and uh, tiktok here in america is putting potatoes in your socks to cure the flu <laughs> and by the way doctors said this does not help flu symptoms i help tamiflu barely helps with flu symptoms which i've taken before it's not putting potatoes in your socks and going to sleep is not going to do anything do you ever think about what the other countries have to say about our pop culture here? Like what we teach each other in this country? Oh, yeah. There's a meme going around right now. I think Don Jr. shared it the other day 
Uh, it's simply somebody saying, I'd like to learn how to pay my taxes in school. <laughs> and the other side is, oh, it's a picture of Austin Powers. Some men can get periods, baby. <laughs> like, that's what's happening in this country. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Yeah, good old fashioned uh, feud with Hannity and Bobert, Colorado. Bobert, representative from Colorado, Lauren Bobert on Hannity last night. And I, I don't like half the people said Bobert came off pretty bad on this, half the other half said Hannity came off pretty bad. I, I love a good old screaming match from time to time. It really depends it's, on what you think of Kevin McCarthy. Because Hannity exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. is a uh, person that carries the water for McCarthy. And, of course, as we've seen, Lauren Boebert wants the party to go in another direction. So here's a little bit of uh, Hannity v. Boebert last night. Kevin McCarthy has 202, three votes. Your side has 20. So if I'm going to use your words and your methodology and your math... Uh, isn't it time for you to pack it in and your side to pack it in, considering he has over 200 and you have 20? Sean, I understand the frustration, I promise you. But, I'm not um, frustrated. You didn't answer my votes. question. And we are hearing, we are not, hearing from many frustrated. people who are still voting with Kevin McCarthy who You're are not very answering supportive my of what we're doing, and they're cheering us on. So there are more for us than are against us, and they are waiting for Kevin to cave. Okay. Um, you know, the American people are certainly frustrated by... I'm frustrated by you not answering a direct question. In my narrator voice. But Hannity was frustrated. <laughs> it seems to me that Hannity was getting a tad frustrated. That was this guy, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. You know, yeah. Hannity likes McCarthy, and his guy is getting embarrassed and humiliated on a national stage. And you have Fox News going against Gates, Boebert, that sort of wing of the Republican Party, the GOP. Here is a, a little bit more of that spirited chat last night. You said to President Trump, you you said earlier today that President Trump needs to tell Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy you don't the have the we votes. Need to come up Hold with a can I finish? Candidate to elect a can I finish? Of the House. You don't have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. He has 203. Your side has 20. Why is it time for him to withdraw and not you when he has so many more votes? Well, Sean, he needs 218, and he does not have 218. We've been trying <laughs> to work this you. out in private, as you said, for months. But Kevin McCarthy didn't even want to listen to us until his disappointing midterms. So that went on for about nine minutes. Yeah, it was a long one. Last night. It was, it was definitely it was good TV, but it was just more of the same over and over and over again. And uh, I don't know, still good TV, though. Now, another high-profile name in the Republican Party is Dan Crenshaw. He is the representative from Texas. Got the eye patch. He's got the yeah, eye patch, got right? War wound for veteran. Yeah, man. He did a couple I different like interviews yesterday. We've talked to him, haven't we? We had him on, yeah. yeah. Um, he did a couple interviews yesterday, different ones, where he says that those that are holding up Kevin McCarthy taking the reign as the speaker are basically terrorists and enemies. Take a listen. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. This handful of members is um, uh, 
very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. And that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. We will not vote for anyone else but McCarthy. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Well, obviously they won't. But it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. Wow. They are enemies now, wow. and we can't let the terrorists win. Yeah. Now, Crenshaw's spinning this as I was, you know, speaking in terms of, you know, examples. I didn't really mean that they're terrorists or enemies. But he sounded pretty fired up right there, which rubbed Tucker Carlson the wrong way. Well, they're terrorists now. It's hard not to see the connection because over the past few years, pretty much every part of the war on terror has been turned against the domestic political enemies exactly. of the neocons. So now they're just coming out and telling you what they told you about Iraq. Either you're with us or you're against us. You're on the side of light or darkness. You're good or evil. Dan Crenshaw went all the way, as neocons always do. Now, what you just saw, as Dan Crenshaw spoke, what you just saw is the snarling face of the donor class. Uh, Crenshaw's response on Twitter to Tucker Carlson Quote, unclutch your pearls. It's a figure of speech. You can't insult, slander, and hold everyone hostage with no way out and not expect me to punch back, grow thicker skin. Uh, I would say, just off the top of my head, I don't like branding somebody as terrorists who aren't really terrorists, all la the uh, concerned parents that were going to school board meetings. And, and questioning um, some of the things that were going on across the country and having the FBI and the DOJ label them as domestic terrorists. Right. I don't like it. I don't, li I, I don't care if you were – I don't care if it's a figure of speech or not. I didn't like that from Crenshaw. I'm a, I'm a guy that likes Dan Crenshaw. I like his policies. I like what he stands for. I, I love his service. He's a great interview. But, yeah, <laughs> calling them terrorists because they're not voting the way that you want them to vote is is pretty bad, in my opinion. My problem with Crenshaw, and again, God bless him for serving the country, but we're almost, for me, getting into McCain territory, where at some point the horrific things that you keep putting your name to and voting for, these ridiculous spending bills, it overcomes what you've done for our country, right? Because at this point... For me, a taxpayer, you're not the soldier, Dan Crenshaw. You are the man in Washington that's wasting my tax dollars. So I've got a big problem with that. And if you're going to name call, if you're going to call people enemies or terrorists or whatever, that's fine. But have reasons why. He didn't do that. He didn't do that other than saying you're a narcissist. Well, have you ever thought about why people are against Kevin McCarthy? The reason he did not do that is he's in that same category. People who love big government, people who love big spending. If you closed your eyes and just look at some of the things that Dan Crenshaw has put his signature on the last year, and if you didn't know any better and said, is this guy a Republican or a Democrat based on this record? Mm. I think a lot of people would be torn. They wouldn't know. And that's a problem. And this is why this little debate about Kevin McCarthy is going on but right this now. Is, that's that's kind of thing. That kind of rhetoric is something that the left does. 
again, at labeling uh, people who have questions about uh, the election in 2020, labeling concerned parents showing up at school board meetings, labeling people who uh, have questions about the vaccine as uh, dangerous or domestic terrorists. And you don't think like I think you don't aren't voting for the guy I want you to vote for. You're a terrorist. It's it's. Sorry, man, not my jam. No, no, and I'm with you. And this is a chance to hit the reset button on the party because the last two sure, yeah. years have not been good enough. There's a great tweet right now from Rogan O'Handley on Twitter. Quote, I want a speaker with the savagery of Nancy Pelosi. Say what you will, but she impeached Donald Trump twice and shoved radical left policies down the throats of Americans like an 8 a.m. shot of vodka. I say we return the favor the next two years. Well, let's, you know, first things first, we need a Speaker of the House before we get to that. Well, that's what this whole thing is <laughs> yeah. about, right? Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want more of this milk toast business as usual stuff, and that's what you get with Kevin McCarthy. That's what you're going to get out of Mitch McConnell in the got, Senate. You got with Paul Ryan. Yeah. That's what you got with Paul Ryan. Uh, real quick here, some interesting police work here on how this Idaho killer was caught. Like the nerd boy in me is like the technology that law enforcement has sometimes is pretty amazing. Police say that the accused Idaho killer was linked to the scene through cell phone and DNA. He's the guy that murdered four college kids. Right. Drove through Indiana, was stopped twice. I saw that footage. Uh, cell phone pings also showed uh, his phone was in the area at least 12 times before the morning of the killings. Investigators linked the suspect to the crime scene after finding a tan leather knife uh, laying next to one of the victims. This DNA also matched up with some DNA that they found in his trash back at home. So again, I don't work in law enforcement. I support the hell out of law enforcement. You guys know this. I get fascinated with the way that they can track bad guys yeah. and put them at the scene. Of, of places. course, this guy's a psychopath. I, I'd like to know a, a solid motive behind what happened here. And that'll, I think that'll reveal itself in the coming days. The investigators also used information from a surviving roommate who says they saw the suspect in the home as well as a lot of video linking him there as well. So, again, I'm glad this lunatic is off the streets. If this is indeed the guy, according to the DNA, it looks like it is the guy. So hat tip to all law enforcement uh, who bust their butts every day getting creepers like this guy off the streets. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Could see some flurries if you haven't already. Temperature going to be falling down a little bit. Low tomorrow at 26. Right now we've got 36 at the American Standard Heating Weather Center at 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Uh, Representative McCarthy out of California losing his ninth ballot for Speaker of the House. And I guess we're just going to keep going here. Uh, we're keeping an eye on that for sure. I, I, we're I, heading I, to the top of the 10th here <laughs> at Wrigley Field. Extra, <laughs> extra innings, and I'm just trying to decide. Like even now, like I know in the bubble that we live in, it's interesting, and we talk about it. Even now, I'm starting to roll my eyes a little bit here. I'm wondering how fascinated our audience is with this process, or if it's just one of those things where, like, all right, just let me know when it's done. The thing that cracks thing. me up is when people say, "This is embarrassing. The world's laughing at us." What no. the hell have they been doing the last two years? Our president can't even walk up the damn stairs of Air Force One <laughs> without slipping and falling. He falls off his bike. Our border is wide open. But this, this is the thing that everybody's laughing at. Okay. But, but, he, but, but Biden's got a plan for that border, by the way. Um, an app. Oh, that's for, for right. For those that, that want to cross legally. It's got an app that they're rolling out. We'll talk about that yeah. coming up a little bit after five in case you missed the big border press conference. Uh, how about some good news? You ready for some good Finally, news? Finally, please. A dog that was lost for days in the freezing cold temperatures here in Indiana. Oh, that's yeah. I see. This is in uh, Frankfurt, I think. Was yeah. reunited with her owners after the community came together to find the lost oh, puppy. Man. Here are Misty's owners, Ben and uh, I think it's Sherry, talking about the heartwarming feel it is that the community helped them out. I'd be driving in the country. And I would pass cars with friends and people I hadn't even met. They were all doing the same thing. They'd roll down the window. Are you looking for the dog? Yeah, looking for the dog. And they had little squeaky toys. And, and they would squeak it and yell our name. And we're like, we don't even know these people. You know, everyone just comes together and helps you. And it doesn't matter. It's stranger helping stranger. So I think the oh, lesson cool. here, man, is kind of like what Billy Madison said. You don't just give up looking after an hour. You get your ass out there and you find that bleeping dog. <laughs> uh, now, that's a cool thing. And it's a good thing. It's one of the few good things about social media and the Internet in general is that you can come together like that uh, for a common cause and help a neighbor out. I mean, how many how many dollars has the uh, uh, Damar Hamlin raised? The, with his charity, oh, man. As of yesterday, since... it was six point five million, and that thing started out with like you know two hundred something thousand that I yeah. saw. I don't know what it originally started as, uh, but it's up to six point six million as of yesterday. It might be higher by now. And that's again another positive uh, of the internet. Some of those things, some of those um, 
uh, th- those charities that, that you can immediately raise uh, money for, those GoFundMe things that right. you wouldn't have been able to do 10, 15 years ago. It just wouldn't have been possible. Back and in now, the day, you have to physically go yeah. to the location and drop off a donation. Now, when we do the Salvation Army deal, people can donate from their phone. They can do it from their laptop. You can text. I mean, it's super easy to help out a lot of these charities now. I guess that's the one redeeming quality of the Internet. For all of the stupid <laughs> memes that you get and the, the, the Tide Pod challenges, <laughs> people people going on TikTok saying that you could cure the flu by putting sliced potatoes in your socks. Hey, somebody on Twitter was coming at you for that, saying that that's actually a way oh, that you not. can get rid of that, and you can help babies with earaches by putting it up by their okay. ears too. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what we get here on, uh, on babies with Twitter. earaches. But yeah, th- that's the great doctor's advice. Put a potato in their ear. <laughs> great, thanks. Um, over the holidays, again, I was on vacation. Use it or lose it vacation time, which turns out might not have been true. Uh, but anyway, uh, Nick Cannon had baby number twelve. Good lord, Nige. What's this guy doing? Well, I know what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, I can explain it to you if you need, but I think we'd get kicked off the air. Uh, baby number 12. Uh, and the one joke that I kept seeing on social media was, no wonder the guy's name is Cannon. <laughs> hey He's uh, actually starting a brand new service this year. Really? Now that it's a brand new year. Take a listen. Want your lawn to look great come springtime? Then call the expert in fertilization, Nick Cannon. Nick (laughs) can treat your lawn and any woman within a 50-mile radius. (laughs) Wow, I thought I was just gaining weight from the holidays. Thanks, Nick Cannon. What's the secret? It's simple. Anything Nick Cannon's special formulated seed touches starts growing immediately. Your lawn or your wife. My husband and I had decided not to have kids, but then I met Nick Cannon and, well, meet the triplets. Nick Cannon's fertilization service. Lawn and spawn. Lawn and spawn, baby. Lawn and spawn. Did you say 12 kids? Yes. I mean, those are a lot of, he spends a lot of money on nannies. I mean, he's got enough for an entire offense in football and a sub. (laughs) So, in case he wants to bring in, you know, like a fullback for the short down yardage, he can make that substitution. I don't care how much money you have. I I was done at two. I could have been a, I I could have (laughs) been a multi gazillionaire. I'd have been like, no, all right, getting the snip, two's enough for me. Uh, So, you know, to think there's at least he has the means to take care of them. Some people out there are baby factories and don't have a dime to their name and are putting that out there and living off uh, government checks. Right. At least you Nick know. Cannon's got that drumline money, the America's Got Talent money, the Mass Singer money, all those checks still cashing. Oh, yeah. So, hey, Elon Musk talks all the time about how we have a population problem. You know, we need more people in the world. Nick Cannon said, challenge accepted. I got your back, <laughs> Elon Musk. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. Hello, everybody. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Extra innings in the vote for (laughs) Speaker of the House. Uh, Ten? Are we at Ten? We're in the top of the 10th right I think now. I'm, I think I'm over it. I think I'm rolling my eyes at this point. I mean, how many people, like you walk into a, 
uh, Kroger and say, hey, what do you think about what's going on with the house right now? They'll probably look at you and go, my house is fine. I've got insurance. It's almost <laughs> paid off. Uh, you know. And then, then people hear us talk about the guy, Kevin McCarthy, the representative out of California who wants this job so bad and is being embarrassed right now. And you're the, I, every time I hear Kevin McCarthy, I'm, I'm automatically, I think, I get confused with Andrew McCarthy from Weekend at Bernie's and <laughs> Pretty and Hey, man, I was a big fan. Of, yeah, Kevin McCarthy. I loved him in Pretty and How Pink. could anybody screw over Andrew McCarthy? <laughs> I love that guy. I mean, Mannequin was a great movie. <laughs> You're right. We get so caught up in this political bubble. And it's not just us, the folks that come here every afternoon and, you know, listen to us sure. and engage with us, whether it's the YouTube chat or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. We all kind of live and breathe the political lifestyle. Most people, you go into a barber shop, you go into a Kroger, go into a Target and ask the first 50 people you see, what do you think about Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> I bet a lot of people are just going to look at you and go, who in the hell is Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> but we have fun talking about it here. We at do. least we have a little bit of fun on the show with these people. So, like, and like we always say, we don't like any of these people. Right. Uh, Republican, Democrat, we don't want to be friends with any of them. Do people even care, though? That's the question. I'm trying to fight off a sneeze right now, so bear with me. Do it. Just let it loose. I think I'm good. Go, go for it. I think I'm good. Got that willpower, baby. Come on. Got Boy. it. Um, so, yes, we're getting ready to have round number 10, the highlights of earlier in the day. At one point, I think this was in ballot number seven, uh, <laughs> Matt Gates said that his vote was for Donald Trump right, he nominated to be the Trump. Speaker of the House. I think it was late in the evening last night, Kat Kamek of Florida accused all the Democrats of smuggling in booze <laughs> and that got all their panties in a wad oh, and they man. booed. After she said that, the, I mean, the, the audible gasps in the chamber were hilarious, which tells me she was onto something. <laughs> you know, uh, people being offended, how dare you? Well, okay, then you are you may have been onto something. You got and, caught. And, yeah. <laughs> Tell me that nobody, Republican or Democrat, doesn't have a, there's a flask somewhere there. Uh, right in the chamber i know i would have right one. <laughs> again, i probably have one every day anyway having to deal with these people you kidding me uh so we're getting ready for the 10th ballot uh we don't anticipate anything changing everybody's kind of gone down that road of either you're for mccarthy or you're against mccarthy never kevers as someone on the youtube chat has dubbed them the never kevers are not going never to be changing kevers. their minds anytime soon earlier today in other news joe biden finally addressed what's happening at the border he had a little press conference he said he's going to be going down to the border sometime yeah, soon it, you might as well forget about it it's too little too late at this point it's the damage is done you had a chance to do something for two years. You haven't done squat. You you made some sort of symbolic gesture making your vice president, who doesn't even like you, who thinks you're a racist, <laughs> who believes you're a Me Too accuser, your quote-unquote border czar. She hasn't done anything. She hasn't been to the border. <laughs> well, I haven't been to Europe either, so... Remember when she said that? That was her excuse. But then she finally went yeah. to Europe, and everybody <laughs> yeah. at the border was excited. Maybe this is it. Maybe she's on a roll now. She's going to come down to the border. No, no, never made it down. Uh, so, again, what we were looking for today from this Biden speech about the situation in the border was, 
accountability, what you're going to do to fix this situation, and fire Mayorkas, because this guy is a total zero. This guy is a waste of time and energy having him on the payroll. Fire Mayorkas. We didn't get any of that today. Instead, he's the, the, the Homeland Security guy, Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah, We got he's, Joe he's Biden's worthless. plan to fix the border, have all the folks that probably don't speak English download an app on their smartphone and apply that way. If they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called CBP1, O-N-E, CBP1, O-N-E. That's to spell it out, not the number one. To schedule an appointment at a port of entry and make their asylum claim there without crossing the border unlawfully and have a decision determined by an asylum officer, do they qualify? So go to go to the website, vaccine.gum. <laughs> Asyl- <laughs> awesome. The, the, download the web, download the app, just go to asylum.gum. <laughs> Which is what he has said in the past, <laughs> yeah. vaccines.gum. Let me ask you this. If you're the type of person that is willing to get inside of a back of a semi-trailer that's like 105, 110 degrees just to try to get into this country. Do you really think you're probably going to stop and download the app on a smartphone that you might not even have? uh, What a bureaucratic uh, federal government nightmare this app is going to be. They couldn't get Obamacare right. Remember when they they fired off that website a few years ago and it was a disaster? You think you're going to get some app with millions of people that are claiming, quote-unquote, asylum hopping on there, and that's going to somehow work out and be efficient And is this and news going to spread? Like this little weaselly press conference today, it's a blip on the radar in this country because we're talking about what's going on with our House of Representatives right now. Is anybody in Central America going to get a press release? All right, here it is. We just got to <laughs> download this app, and uh, we should be good to go. No, no one's going to do this. And this was intentional. He doesn't want anything fixed at the border. It's clear. He's going to go down there in a week or a month or whenever he finally makes it down there. He said he was going today and try to give us the line of, that's eh, not so bad. Everything's fine. It's Republican talking yeah. points. That's what it is. Republicans are the only ones that are saying we have an open border. I never said that. Joe Biden was blaming Republicans for yeah. the situation at the border today. Look, we need, me re- we need more resources to secure the border. Yet again, extreme Republicans have said no. Many Republicans agree we should do something. But it's time to stop listening to their inflammatory talk. It's time to look at their record. So it's the Republicans' fault <laughs> for what's happening at the border. When Joe Biden blows me away, took the oath of office, the situation at the border was somewhat under control, about as good as it could be, right? They weathered the convoys and all the kind of stuff that happened during the Trump time in office. Everything was all right. Joe Biden inherited a healthy situation at the border, as healthy as it could be. Did everything he could to open that border, using all the tools uh, to get as many illegals to cross that border as possible, trying to end Title 42, doing everything he can to, to, to end the Remain in Mexico policy. 
And he's fine with that. And, he loves and, it. And when, when you know, so Biden rolls out the red carpet and Republicans call him out for it, they're the ones. It's their fault. <laughs> right. I see what you did there. All right, Matt Baer, what's going on? Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Is this one of the bars you went to when you were in Nashville? Did we talk about this? Uh, John Rich's place, John yeah. Rich's place. Redneck Riviera is the name of his uh, bar. How was it? It was cool, man. It's um, and They're all right there on that strip on Broadway. And uh, yeah. I was speaking with the bartender in there. They've got stupid alcohol laws in Tennessee, kind of like we have here in Indiana. Because I went into John's bar. I wanted to buy some of his house whiskey. Right. He right, has right. his own brand. Like we had the Hammer and Nigel bourbon. And the bartender told me, stupid Tennessee law, we can't sell you the John Rich bourbon here in John Rich's bar. You have to buy it at a liquor store. I would have thought there would have been a, maybe a separate section like away from the bar and away from the restaurant to where you could go buy merch and stuff like well, that. Well, they Including, have that. But they still couldn't buy alcohol. And I don't think you can do that here in Indy either. Although you can go to bars and buy six packs of beer and walk out with it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, so laws everywhere. It's funny. The, the, the blue laws in Florida, the beer laws in Florida, you can, I mean, literally go to a Publix and check out as much alcohol as you want. Self-checkout. Nobody's there to check your ID. Nobody, <laughs> they don't have to get, like when you go to an actual clerk, you don't have to get somebody that's 21 years of age or older. Um, it's just, it's, I, I like the beer laws down in Florida compared to a little more strict, uh, here in the Midwest. For sure. The conversation I had with the guy that was working at Rich's place was, I get it. You don't have to apologize because <laughs> yeah. in our state, you could have a liquor store next to a convenience store, literally right next door. Right. Only one of them can sell you beer cold out of like a container. Dude, it was the best. When I lived in Austin, there was a dog park right next to a gas station. And so I would walk my dog down to the gas station, get a 24-ounce cold Miller Lite, oh, and, man. Then walk right, and then walk right next door to the dog park for an hour and have a beer while the dog ran loose. <laughs> How come Nigel's getting fatter walking the dog? That beer belly is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> okay, so we have some uh, sports betting numbers here. So in 2019... It was the fall. I think it was September. That's when sports betting became legal here in the state of Indiana. Apps were allowed and things like that. Correct. Right? And that was a big part of the law here in Indy. You have to have the apps so people can sit on the can on their couch and make their bets. Well, we've been doing quite a bit of it here in Indiana. Number six in the nation 
actually. Really? Well, there's not that many states that do it so far, though. Oh, there's quite a few. There's Are quite there... a few of them now. Okay. Um, ever since Chris Christie in New Jersey sued and got that to the Supreme Court for other states other yeah. than Nevada, um, Indiana's been holding their own nationally. We were in the top like three for a while. Well, I contributed over the weekend for sure. <laughs> I've done uh, my fair share. Yeah, you... Um, Indiana saw a healthy increase from $3 billion wagered in 2021 to $4 billion last year, and they're expecting a bigger number this upcoming year. Grand total, $10 billion have been wagered by Hoosiers since September of 2019. And where does that money go? So it goes to this thing called the general fund. <laughs> that sounds like the human fund. <laughs> We've like made a donation. <laughs> something George Costanza made up. So the general <laughs> fund, while most people would want the money to go to fix roads or take care of teachers or whatnot, the general fund is the money that's basically set aside by the big wigs of the state of Indiana. So if you're a high-rolling Republican lawmaker and your pet project is getting a new barn at the uh, state fairgrounds or your project is a new covered bridge in your county, you go to the general fund. Interesting. You know, on a side note, uh, I think DeSantis is going to have to get his crap in order down in Florida. I go to Florida a lot. My family vacations down there. And I forget to make bets every time before I leave because uh, sports betting is not legal down there in terms of, of logging onto an app or something like that. So... I don't know. I don't think I can put my vote in for DeSantis until he gets a uh, he gets. Nigel's he voting for Biden in 2024 <laughs> just because he can't bet on the Colts when he goes down to Florida. That's exactly <laughs> it. it was so frustrating <laughs> when I went down there. Now, now, apps. I swear there are some states that have apps, and I'm not sure it's this way in Indiana that the the not only the sports betting apps, but you can play blackjack and slots and stuff. Right? Can you do that here? They have talked about rolling that out as part of an expansion of this bill. They may even do it this next session. I'm not real optimistic. I mean, look how long the state had to wait just to get beer sales on a Sunday. (laughs) I'm not real optimistic that, you know, live blackjack on your phone is going to happen anytime soon. Mega Millions jackpot soaring to a billion dollars. One billion dollars after no winner. Uh, last night's drawing. Tuesday uh, night. I'm sorry. Too. What day is it? What day is this? Thursday. Thursday? Like Frank, it. you forgot your birthday again. <laughs> I feel like Big Lebowski. What, what, day? <laughs> what, what day is this? Um, so what are your chances of winning this Friday night? Not very good. And in fact, the Hammer and Nigel crew has put together a montage making it very clear how bad your chances are. The Mega Millions is now almost a billion dollars. So what are the real chances of winning? Not very good. <laughs> Your chances of winning are point zero 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 three eight six. A lot of zeros. So still just about zero. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning. It's actually more likely that you could become an astronaut. You have a twenty nine percent better chance of being attacked by a swarm of bees, or that you could have identical quadruplets. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's me at the end. You're telling me there's a chance, uh, well, baby. People win this stuff. Yeah, people win this stuff. There's a reason why people go out and spend their money on this. It's because people do win. The chances 
I, I mean, I'd like to think my chances are more likely that I would win this lottery than becoming an astronaut. <laughs> Did you hear that clip? No, I'm not. I, I'm winning the lottery before I become an astronaut. But yeah, those are my that's those are my chances. And I'll be checking the ticket, unlike that two million dollar winner that oh, went unclaimed yeah. about a month ago. Yeah, that was here in Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah. So, do you have time? Uh, are you okay to do uh, a segment? Are you okay with this hammer? Let's do it. All right, let's. Do it. <laughs> Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's gonna be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty fucking far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel show. Oh, yeah! A couple is going viral after sitting on the aisle of a Southwest flight. Where, by the way, Southwest, you don't you don't have assigned seats. Um, so they sat in the aisle. They blocked their row until they found someone they liked the way someone looked to sit next to them. You understand what happened here? They were, so, kind of, they were judging people <laughs> as they were walking by and weren't. <laughs> so you had to be dressed a certain way, probably weighed a certain amount, and they weren't uh-huh. letting people in the aisle until they approved of the way they looked. Are you okay with this? Yes. <laughs> I am okay it. with this because if I get on the plane and – me and somebody are sitting right there, and we've got room for one more. I don't want somebody that's 375 pounds. Oh, fat shamer. I do not want somebody that smells like Rosie O'Donnell's underpants. Oh, I don't want somebody sweating and coughing and sneezing coming up and down the aisle. I will say that seat's taken. One of my kids is in the bathroom or something. But if somebody walked by and they're healthy and it just happens to be Kate Upton, by all means, sit down. Come on in. All right, one more quick one here for you. The head of FIFA is getting roasted for taking a selfie in front of Pele's casket during his wake recently. Selfie in front of Pele's casket. Are you okay with this? Yes, I'm okay with this, too. It's not like Pele's going to get mad. Well, I mean... <laughs> Is it tasteless? Probably. But Pele was known for soccer. The head of FIFA getting a picture in front of the greatest player that's ever lived's casket, I don't think is the worst thing in the world. I really don't. Is it something I would do? No. But again, maybe this is a debate we have on the talk show we have on the funeral channel, yes. which I'm working on trying to get backers and sponsors for. You see Rob Kendall out there anywhere? Uh, is he the guy that's shirtless, that's jumping rope outside right now? Hey, Rob. He is Rob. fired up, ready to go off the rails. Rob Kendall coming up right after a look at the news. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell... I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show here to go off the rails as he does every Thursday. Rob, how are you? I'm great. Thanks as always to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Ton of stuff to get to. Maybe just your overall thirty thousand foot perspective of what you've seen and the, uh, the, the all these votes and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy over the past couple of days. Well, it was interesting because this was put up or shut up time, and you saw. For two days at least, 20 people stand very firm 
and do what they promised their constituents they would do. And that is such a novel thing these days. And isn't it interesting, too, that these 20 conservatives who stood firm are painted by the establishment wing of the Republican Party in a far more awful, villainous light than the 212 people who voted for Hakeem Jeffries? The thing that I don't understand, and I talked about this when Nige and I went on with Tony yesterday, in a sports world, if your team underperforms year after year, you change the leadership. You either fire the coach, you fire the general manager, something like that. All of a sudden, these 20 or so Republicans, they're the bad people because they're tired of losing and they want new leadership. Because the Republicans are fine with losing. I've said this for six years on this radio station, and I think it's finally starting to take hold, which is there is almost no difference between these two parties. The establishment wing of the Republican Party would far prefer, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, a Hakeem Jeffries yeah. to be speaker as opposed to a Byron Donalds. It is not it's not it's not even close. These people, it is what two sides of the same coin or whatever that saying is, they are the same people. They are mad at the conservatives, not because they're upset about losing or anything else. They're mad at the conservatives because the conservatives are holding up business as usual, which means that Kevin McCarthy and his establishment friends get to hand out favors to their donor and lobbyist buddies. And just a side note, you mentioned Byron Donalds, the representative out of Florida, and how he was nominated. And then you have Cory Bush, Democrat-elect out of Missouri, calling him a prop because he's an African-American and I saw that yesterday. Him and I were just flummoxed. I don't know why I'm continuing. I don't know why I'm always surprised by this type of behavior. But um, yeah, Byron Donald's a quote unquote prop, labeled a prop by uh, Cory Bush and other. You know, she's an honorary member of the squad. Well, yeah, and think about the Republicans. So you have an opportunity in Byron Donald's to nominate a rock solid, reliable, consistent, normal conservative who is also black who would be the first black speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Yeah. What a, if for another, no other reason, messaging as you head into the 2024 elections to say, look, we've nominated and successfully implemented the first black speaker in U.S. history, and they won't do it. And, and I don't know, but are you guys surprised that not one member of the Indiana delegation, I don't count Victoria Sparks because present is a coward's move, but not one member of the Indiana delegation, including Jim Banks, has gone against Kevin McCarthy? Well, Jim Banks, I believe, has hitched his wagon to Donald Trump. He has been a Trump guy from the beginning, but even Matt Gates, who I could say the same thing about, has decided to break off and go in a different direction. Well, and, and, and I am, look, I know what my U.S. rep Jim Barrett is. He was a total loser in the Indiana House and voted for all the bad stuff, the tax increases, et cetera. That's what he is here. I know what Mike Pence's loser brother is. I know what he was when he ran Kill Brothers Oil Company, how he left the taxpayers responsible for millions of dollars in environmental damage, how he left that local bank holding the paper for millions of dollars. He had no problem walking away from that. I know what he is. I know what professional office hopper Aaron Houchin is in southeastern Indiana who quit on her constituents in the middle of session. I know what those people are. I don't expect them to be better. I expect them to be McCarthy uh, ring finger kissers. Jim Banks told me he was different, though. Jim Banks told me he was better. I foolishly believed Jim Banks might be different and was someone we could believe in. He has proven with the repetitive votes and open lobbying for Kevin McCarthy that he's not any different. He is the same. He is the establishment. All right. 
So let me go back to Victoria Sparts, because you said that that was a cowardly move to vote present. What if it was a political savvy move? Because now here's Victoria Sparts, who I think we all know is probably going to run for Senate. Um, She's going to get all this attention. She's bringing it to herself. And she can now campaign if she is going to run for Senate in Indiana of saying, listen, I listened to Hoosiers. I didn't vote for Kevin McCarthy. But she didn't vote for anyone. And her response when she announced why she was voting present wasn't we got to get somebody better we got to get somebody bigger i know somebody better's out there her response was we all must go behind closed doors and do this where no one can see what happens (laughs) anything you can glean from uh donald trump's uh, dramatic loud endorsement of mccarthy and the needle didn't move a bit yesterday yeah, it's every reason we can't have Donald Trump as the face of this party or the nominee. First of all, he has no juice in his own party Is anymore. he the face, yes or no? Right now, today, January oh 5th, is Donald Trump the face of the Republican Party? Well, typically, whoever was the previous nominee of the party for president is the face until somebody takes the place. Now, I think you would say Ron DeSantis is clearly the rising star, but until someone dethrones Trump or Trump decides he's not actually going to run again, wouldn't he have to be the face of the party? I mean, I, I guess maybe that's a question back to you guys more so than an answer. But whether he's the official face or not, he is certainly the most still the most nationally visible Republican in the country. And even people in his own party are not listening to him anymore. And this is why McCarthy is a sludge. If it were McCarthy versus a potato skin, I would vote for the potato skin because the potato skin would do less damage to this country. What and damage has McCarthy done? Let's just say somebody's listening to our program that is not in the weeds as much as we all are. Well, number one, he's wholeheartedly endorsed by Mitch McConnell. And we just saw what Mitch McConnell was in which he gave the Democrats a $1.7 trillion spend bill when he knew he was about to have a Republican house. <laughs> so let's start that's, there. That's right one. Yeah, he, okay. he's been that's there. 14, big he's been there 14 years. What's he done? Kevin McCarthy came in. Kevin McCarthy is the perfect example of what happens in Washington. And that is when people who might have been decent when they started completely are rotted by the system. He was kind of a hard charger when he came in. He was kind of a gunslinger. He was kind of a guy that was going to challenge. What is he? He's a stooge. Now he's, he's the guy that loves to give your tax dollars away to Ukraine and all of these Absolutely. Nothing is going. I would rather Hakeem Jeffries be the Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy is about the last person I would vote for for Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. You're going to sit here and be serious and say you would rather have election denier Hakeem Jeffries be the Speaker of the House than Kevin McCarthy. Yes, absolutely. Would you like a reasoning on that? Please. The House still, first of all, is a majority Republican. Ah, bingo. So the same reason I said Indiana would have been far better served if Woody Myers had won the governor's race because it would force Republicans to act like Republicans. Interesting. What have the Republicans in this state done for six years with Holcomb? Whether it's tax increases, mass mandates, putting a million people out of work, Malik Muhammad VIP meet and greet, whatever it is is they roll over and play dead and say thank you sir may i have another if it had been woody myers in there those guys would be fighting left and right for conservative values and we'd actually have more conservative public policy based on the fact that the legislature sets the tone here if akeem jeffries were speaker of the house those republicans would have someone to fight with they would be standing up they would be acting like republicans if mccarthy is the speaker they will roll over and play dead for whatever bull crap he comes up with can you stick around for another segment anything for you all right we are going off the rails <laughs> with Rob Kendall here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll be right back.